Former Disney chairman Jeffrey Katzenberg had always wanted to remake the beloved classic The Ten Commandments, but Michael Eisner refused. After Katzenberg stepped down and began his work with DreamWorks Animation, Steven Spielberg said, You ought to do The Ten Commandments. That was The Prince of Egypt. And this is Godfellas. Saddle up with McGee and me As we head on an adventure in Odyssey We'll focus on the family with a veggie tale It's the greatest adventure with great detail Godfellas, Godfellas Meet it online for a small group time Godfellas, Godfellas Christian media gets a Hello, everybody. I'm Mr. Zach. I'm Mr. Mitch. And I'm Mr. Brandon. Welcome to Godfellas, the small group that meets online. And this week, we are going to be talking about that animated classic, The Prince of Egypt. Uh Let's sing a song with Mitch. Moses was very lucky to be alive. (laughs) Much like the lead singer of P.O.D. Uh, yes. <laughs> I've been waiting for this Brandon one. I knew Brandon would like this. Gross. So, I've been waiting so for any- it. <laughs> no, thank you. So anyway, folks, I give you Alive by P.O.D. This is my last episode. This was my jam. <laughs> no, Brandon, not you. I promise you. Yes, it wasn't yes, you. Him. I have so many jokes lined up for POD fans, and now I feel like they're going to be punches to the gut. <laughs> Who is this for? Me. Me. Oh, man. So Mitch is over there giggling. <laughs> And rolling my eyes, yeah. Would you care to tell us why? I feel like P.O.D. is for Christians who need to prove how hardcore they are. Oh my In the 90s gosh. and 2000s. Like, That's nonsense. It's very much like the new metal, like, I'm wearing an Ed Hardy t-shirt, and I'm going to grow a goatee, and everyone's going to know I'm tough. And I just, but here, here's the thing, though, that I will say. I don't, I don't disagree with what you're saying about new metal. That being said, I don't feel like that's exclusive to Christian music. I feel like that's just new metal in general. Oh, for sure. But the weird thing I think about like Christian new metal then is it's that genre of music with like every day is a new day. I trust in love. You've given me <laughs> peace of mind. I'm like, that does not match the tone of the song at all. It makes no, no sense to me. When I was a kid, I was really into the... Well, not a kid. When I was like a teen, I was really into the screamy music. And a lot of times when it was just like, believe in yourself, do better, like be a good person. And someone's like screaming and there's like breakdowns. Yeah, Mitch, I remember thinking, this doesn't quite match, does it? Yeah, it should be like, pay your taxes and call your grandma. <laughs> <laughs> Now, Brandon, you said I've been waiting for this. So here, here's the deal. I was. You did say that. I found myself like waist deep in new metal before I realized yes. what it was. Yes. So, so That's I like was. Sand I was. It, it, it sucked me in. 
<laughs> I was a fan of actually before this, the fundamental elements of Southtown with oh yeah which was <laughs> i which don't was, even know what that which is was, but the, that's name, the album before this the one. name so, says it all so alive <laughs> the song alive is on the album satellite and let me just for the record state the only reason i know all this information is because i'm looking at the wikipedia page uh you could you could tell the truth I, I knew. i'm staring right I knew. at the page i it's might as well deep in your heart that's right <laughs> i owned this album i don't might as well try to under a bushel sharp bail myself out a little bit anyways satellite <laughs> was a little poppier than Southtown, and i think it was a little more catchy so i glommed onto it pretty heavily and right. i was just like i i don't even know what year this was but i mean this has all the pod hits on it it has this song Boom. Boom. <laughs> youth of the nation. Mm-hmm. You know what it is? It's like a song that a dude in your youth group with dreadlocks would lean over at summer camp and be like, this is the truth right here. This is it. <laughs> I'm like, okay. Uh, where did you- Dreadlocks? What circles did you hang out in growing up, Mitch? <laughs> oh, uh, I, I had some, some white friends with dreadlocks in high school, and they were very much into this kind of music. I'm not going to defend my- my pod <laughs> fandom it was so like it was such a short period of time and i'm not i'm not backpedaling here i did like it no. i did like it for a period of time i absolutely so did, did. I. I will say i didn't quite have the music wherewithal uh, that i that i have now like i listened to what was catchy that was catchy at the time sure. and actually i have a friend who calls new metal butt rock and <laughs> And, That's a good description. It's like yacht rock, but and for your butt. Like some of those like butt rocky <laughs> bands, like name a few. Uh, so like Shine Down, Breaking Benjamin, some of those yes. guys. Like I was in all that grace. stuff. I was in all that stuff too. They mm-hmm. have that textbook melodic rocker voice, and it's just the the real pleasing harmonies, and it's it's it is just like it's pretty vanilla once you kind of take a step back from it. But yeah, I was for a handful of years. I. I enjoyed it. This week we sat down and watched The Prince of Egypt. So we're going to start off in the no negative zone, which means we're not allowed to say anything bad about the movie. We're just going to talk about what we liked. So let's talk about what stood (coughs) out. What made this movie different than the Disney animated movies and the other animated movies that were coming out at the same time? I want to say right off the bat, the animation is particularly good. I will say I looked up the budget and compared it to some other Disney movies around that time, like Mulan had a $90 million budget, and I think Tarzan's was up over 100 It was like 120 or something. This was a $60 million budget, so significantly sure. less. I have always thought that visually, this movie works. And I I remember thinking that uh, when I first saw it back in the 98 ballpark, when I watched it this time, I think I think visually this movie works really well. Yeah, the scale of the movie is incredible. Yeah, huge. Mm -hmm. It's so big and it's so larger than life. And and another thing, I think the voice cast (laughs) in the movie, they're all doing a good job. Oh, it's fire. Yeah. I mean, like the scale, that opening song, what is it called? Deliver Us. So, Uh, yes, like the music. What a way to start a movie. Yes. And those shots, like the water Mm -hmm. overflowing from the buckets, the planks of wood straining under the weight. I felt the burn of the rope in my hands when the workers were struggling. It was all super convincing to me. Absolutely. Yeah, the music, and not just the songs, which the songs, most of them are are very, very good, if not great. The score for this movie also. Oh my gosh. Like, it's, it's hard to say it's one of Hans Zimmer's best, because he's done so, so, so much. 
but it's one of my favorite of his scores. And I think, and it's like a good venue for his style of score. Because sometimes right. his music overpowers the movie it's in. Looking yes. at you, Interstellar. <laughs> but this this giant scale kind of Egyptian thing we're seeing is perfect. It totally matches. And I think is like DreamWorks inaugural attempt at an animated movie. This one, they pulled out all the stops. I was just going through the mm-hmm. voice cast and, and yeah, and you start hearing, hearing those songs and the songs are incredible and the, the cast is packed. A couple of minor roles, Martin Short and um, Steve Martin. Steve are you Martin. kidding me? Are you kidding me? <laughs> they brought in Danny Glover to, to say two, to say lines. two lines. He doesn't even, <laughs> he doesn't even sing the big song that Jethro sings. He says two lines. They nailed, they nailed big parts of this i think they really they really brought home a good first attempt at an animated movie i catch new things every time steve martin and martin short when they dump the jugs on them in the beginning yeah. and they, oh my new thing i am so upset <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah like they just yeah. turned the mics on and let them do what they want they did they? they absolutely did <laughs> yes one of the things also about the movie that jumped out to me and i wish i could remember which i should have written it down but the dialogue in particular didn't feel, in some places, didn't particularly feel like... I had moments of like, if you did this with a live cast with this same script, I think it would still work. Yeah. Potentially. Whereas there's some movies, like, if you take animation out and you give those lines to, you know, normal people, it's like, eh, it doesn't, it doesn't always quite work. It's a different art form. But I was just thinking the dialogue in this movie is really good. It's The script is, is also just good. I think, though, I'm so glad they chose to do an animated movie because yes. some of the things visualized i'm gonna pick three things uh, the, the opening one of the opening scenes with the basket Incredible. the angel I, of, I was terrified the, for the little baby yes, i was legitimately like sweating absolutely bullets. the the yeah. angel of death was a was i thought it was perfect i actually thought the yeah, angel of yeah. death was perfect and then Somber, the parting yeah, of the really red well the parting with. of the red sea those three things visually Absolutely. like they worked so well as an animated movie i also want to point out i feel like the basket scene in the beginning i i really feel like it shows how much moses's mother was trusting in god during that time yeah. mm-hmm. because I don't know if when you read the scriptures, you really grasp like what she was. She was turning over her child. She was turning over her child. Yeah, well, and in other media, it's always like a nice little ride sure, down the river. Sure. Very yeah. calm. And I think this this just kind of like gives you an idea of the potential dangers that a basket left to its own devices could have encountered. You know, I I think it's right. easy to like just picture a calm little brook and it kind of flowing right. down into, you know, um, Pharaoh's palace, but this was very interesting. I'll say to me the best scene in the movie, and it's kind of all the components come together: the animation, the voice acting, the score is the burning bush sequence. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. I incredibly I really moving. like incredibly moving. And there's actually a funny story about how initially they had a bunch of people record the voices for God. And then they were saying, well, and they were going to like mold all their voices together and have that be the voice of God. But then essentially they were like, it sounds weird. It doesn't work. So they just had Val Kilmer go in and do it. Yeah, I love that it's Moses's voice. Mm hmm. You right. Know. And then also Hans Zimmer apparently gave them so many different versions of the score. 
and they just kept saying, no, it's not there yet. It's not there yet. So, like, he locked himself in a room for, like, hours and just changed smokes, like, a bunch of cigarettes and then came back to them and said, if this isn't it, he said, if this isn't it, I've got nothing else. That's funny. And then that's the score that he put down. That's funny. Sometimes when I, like, think of God, I hear that moment. Uh Uh-huh. Which sounds goofy, but it's it is so musically on the on the money. And I think it also gives a good kind of full range of who God is to Moses mm-hmm. and that like he's gentle with him at the at the top, but then that scene when he just throws him on the ground mm-hmm. and does the who made man's mouth, like I think about that all the time. Mm-hmm. And then immediately after that he kinda like essentially scoops him up mm-hmm. and like tells him he's gonna be with him. It's like it's one of the best scenes I might say in in any movie that I've seen. Yeah, I yeah, I wrote that down. Also, the the moment he shouts, "Who made man's mouth?" is chilling. a chilling moment. It it definitely mm-hmm. gives me goosebumps. And I think I think God had every right to <laughs> require this of Moses and to send him off with a spank like that. Now, he was he was like right. who who made who made man's mouth now, and then you know he says the rest of it and he goes now go and I think that would have been like in God's purview like this would have been totally acceptable but right. he then goes on you're right picks him up dusts him off I'm gonna be with you and he encourages him he supports him and I think it's just beautiful how it, yeah he comes he circles back and says listen you're not gonna be alone oh right. man the yeah, imagery I, of him being yes. enveloped. In yeah. God, yeah, you know what I mean. It's, it's still. It just gives me goosebumps. And one of the interesting things that my sister pointed out is we never see, or we never really see Moses like explain to his wife what's going to happen. And the way they do it in this movie, where it's just the animation and the music and no dialogue, because I was thinking any dialogue that you put in there is going to sound weird. You know, like when he goes back and tells mm-hmm. a story, it's never going to sound there's no way to really do that justice. So I love the way that they do it because it's something that I never thought about. If your significant other like just went out one day and then came back, our lives are now uprooted, you know? Yeah. I'm just yeah. going to say I haven't seen the 10 commandments yet, but I'm going to dig my heels in right now and say this might be the best movie we ever end up watching in Godfellas history is our first episode and I bet <laughs> right. you it's better than even the 10 commandments cuz it is that good a movie to me. It is very I will say it's very different from the 10 commandments. Sure. And they're two almost completely different movies cuz they deal with characters differently and again like i'm not sure how much of the ten commandments is inspired by the i'm sorry i'm not sure how much of the prince of egypt is inspired by the bible or is just inspired by the ten commandments movie because he was saying he wanted to do like a basically a remake of that and i kind of see that all over the place so and i'm sure i'm not saying they didn't read their bible or anything like that but you know i'm just wondering kind of where more their inspiration came from the original film or the biblical uh, story. Well, I read that they consulted Christians, Jews, and Muslims yeah, on yeah. the story, which I thought was really interesting. Yeah, absolutely. To get multiple cool. angles of the same yeah, story. Yeah, I think factually, it's clear that they pulled from the Bible. Like, it seems very sure. scriptural, um, even if it is somewhat influenced by the Ten Commandments movie. Yeah. I think both are possible. Do you guys have a favorite song I do. in this movie? It's a tie. It's a tie between okay. two. Uh, all right, which which two, Mitch? Uh, it's got to be Heaven's Eyes and Miracle. 
I mean, I okay. know those are the easy answers, but they're they're incredible songs. Mine Brandon. is hands down through heaven's eyes. Yeah. And I want to also point out Brian Stokes Mitchell. I believe, yes. I believe yes. he's the singer. <laughs> yes. Good <laughs> night. From Man of La Mancha. Good night. I had a moment where I'm like, why didn't you just have him play? Exactly. Pay like, one did person. Need, did you need nope, Danny Glover? you did not. Plus, Danny Glover sounds a little drunk. Like he's slurring his words a little yeah. bit. Yeah, could have just could have yeah. just gone with this guy. What is it called um, when they cast names for the names? Because animated movies right. do that all the time. I forget, but I know exactly what you're talking about. Yeah, I think that's what they were kind of doing. And I even wonder if they needed like I don't again I don't remember when I was a kid Danny Glover being the, the selling know. point who's, for who's, this. Movie. Who's Danny Glover? I'm eight. <laughs> well, we've said a lot of good about the movie. So now let's open up the floodgates. Now we've stepped out of the negative zone and we can say um, maybe some of the issues we had with the movie. And I'll kind of get the ball rolling. <laughs> um, Timon and Pumbaa in the movie, I did not care for them. And just to be clear, when you say Timon and Pumbaa, you mean I mean Hotep. the high priests. Yes. <laughs> yeah, Hotep and Hoy. Which, <laughs> I, this is a movie I didn't need comic relief like i remember even as a kid with how intense the movie was i felt i don't need these two with some of the jokey elements and as an adult it kind of feels like i don't it feels a little out of place i don't love them playing with the big boys is not very good yeah playing with the big boys is super silly it's totally Mm -hmm. weird it sticks out from the rest of the movie to be sure right but I sure. really appreciate that they're putting in some comedic elements. It's not just these two. They they do a good job putting jokes throughout the movie. Yeah. But if they don't include it, I think this movie potentially veers too off too far off into super scary, super sure. serious, a lot of blood, a lot of death. Yeah. So, so I appreciate that. I think presence. one thing that this movie gets right is as far as Hotep and Hoy go, it if we know anything about the Bible, uh, people who worship false gods or would pull power from false gods would have to be charlatans or tricksters of some sort. And I, th- I did. And like I, th- that I think yeah. that they, they do a good job kind of showing like these guys would have to be like, you know, a little goofy. Magicians, yeah. Like magicians. Yeah. They, they wouldn't be these ultra serious, like sorcerers, you know, it would be like, more of a to me, I thought that played really well, especially like the snake scene and the, the, the blood, uh, the water into blood scene. I I thought those scenes played well. Sure, the playing with big boys was maybe a step too far, but as far as some of the other scenes right. go, I liked them. I think it's, it's just the lyric, honestly, playing with the big boys. The rest of the song works for <laughs> mm. me. Like I love sure. how the opening of it. It's literally smoke yeah. and mirrors, right? They're like, yeah. let's pull yeah, down the cool. lights and we're gonna trick yeah. them, but. It's just that it's the, one dang yeah. line. <laughs> With the, oh, that's pretty. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes. And uh, while we're, you know, while we're talking about uh, Steve Martin and Martin Short, let's talk about the other thing. When I was a kid, one of the things that impressed me the most about this film is that everyone looked like how I assume an Egyptian or a Hebrew would look, you know, racially and ethnically. And when I grew up a little bit, I realized that for the most part, this is, I believe, with the exception of Danny Glover, an all-white cast. Yeah, that's not great. I think I just assume that when it's a movie... That's a smidge older, you know what I mean? Sure. I'm like, no, you're, yeah. It's, and I'm not, I'm not giving it the an excuse, like a product of, of the time excuse. But yeah, I just, 
it, we're just kind of start, starting to get around to the importance of of not whitewashing casts like right now. Right. Like I'm not saying like, we're, it's a new idea. Strings. It's not a new right. idea, but I'm saying like it just now has the yeah. juice I think in, in the zeitgeist for people to actually care. Right, because Kubo and the Two Strings have the same issue. Lots of movies and, still but, have the same issue all the right. time. And, and this time people are speaking up more about it. And again, like the, the voice cast is excellent and they're so good that it's, you know, it's almost hard for me to, you know, speak up and, and say that it's something that seems a little off to me because again, like everyone just does a great job. However, in 2020, it feels a little... Think, well, can I ask but like this? You were saying, Does the Mitch. voice cast ever distract you? Because for me, I love Jeff Goldblum. Every time yes, he spoke, you. it was distracting. I'm like, this is thank very you. much Jeff Goldblum. I think, so, I think right. some of them it's are good. I think some of them are good. I thought yes. Val Kilmer was good. Ray Fiennes was very good. I thought Sandra yeah. was extra the- bullocky as Miriam. Oh, especially really? Especially the first time Moses meets them at the well and she's like, oh, oh, and it was just like, okay, stop it. I feel like I was, I don't know. I feel like I, I was agree. watching the proposal there, but I also <laughs> agree. Jeff Goldblum was a little like Dr. Ian Malcolm. Like this is Jeff Goldblum doing some Jeff <laughs> Goldblum stuff. <laughs> yes. Whereas like Moses mother, I don't know who's voicing that, but incredible voice my, incredible singer one of the most moving yeah. performances of the movie for me in one scene yeah. do you guys think this movie is too dark i'm always shocked by the scene where the old man is getting whipped because it's very for a pg movie it feels like it's a bit much and i wonder that is not even close to the darkest m- moment in the movie for me i i don't disagree yeah but that I mean, one is seeing, i think the most we're seeing god kill face. the firstborns mm-hmm. of an entire right. nation uh but yeah i i think it's definitely like very visceral uh and a child understands that maybe more i think it's easy to be like oh animated oh a bible story perfect for all ages but in reality, if you really take a deep dive into some of these Bible stories, there's quite a lot happening that may not play well with children. Because I remember showing this to Reagan at a fairly young age and thinking, this may not be a great idea right now. Um, even right. like watching it this time, I agree, you know, the uh, some of the things that we know are happening that a child may not realizes happening are pretty you know those things are pretty dark some of the moments of animation for me were breathtaking Mm -hmm. obviously like the the splitting of the sea it's it's incredible and there's a lot of other moments that really you know gripped me but there are a lot of characters to me that felt like it could use being disnified a little bit like it this this is dreamworks and this animation looks Moses is a baby yeah Who's the the guy who discovers the corpse when Moses kills the guy who's cracking the whip? Who did this? His nose is his mm-hmm. face, like things like that. Um, the the animals. I get that. Like this is them trying the to you know make it a little more. Yeah, the camels, the sheep. The uh, it's like we gotta make this look. The chase scene goofy, with know? in the beginning with Moses and Ramesses was rough. Also Zipporah. Yeah. There was a large amount of face space in between her eyes and nose. And I thought that's really strange. You know, like it is an interesting animation choice. I think I think there is a difference between like some of the like what I was talking about earlier, some of the visual things and like actual personified 
animation style. That is a completely different thing. And I, I agree. Yeah. It could have just used a little, a little disnifying, um, if, you know, if we're coining that term right now, but it could have just used a little, <laughs> no, a little sure, brush sure. up for uh, the faces specifically. I agree. A lot of the Hebrews really there. It was like they spent a minute on the body mm. and just moved on. And I was like, <laughs> well, some on. of the background CGI too, doesn't hold up that well yeah. either. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, absolutely. One of the things, and this isn't, so this isn't a criticism of mine, but it's, it's definitely something that I'm, I'm interested in is I don't know how I feel about the characterization of Moses in some places. Cause I, you know, in, in 10 commandments, one of the things that I like is that he's like a good general. He is a good son. He's someone who is, you know, very good when it comes to being a useful Egyptian you know, like he's a great leader. He's someone who's powerful, and he's someone who's well equipped. And in this movie, he feels a little Ferris Buellery in in some places. Whereas, like you know, he's like playing tricks on the high priests and stuff like that. And then he becomes a leader, which I, you know, I understand that God, you know, as people say in church all the time, he he equips the called and not the other way around. But I don't. know. How did you guys feel about the characterization of Moses? Because I need to be won over. I really appreciated it. I think it gives the character an arc. I think, okay. um, you know, it's, we're seeing someone who is incredibly privileged, untouched by the concerns of his people because he has had such a good life. Mm. Uh, learning about the, this plight, learning about his true identity. Uh, like I, I love the scene. One of my favorite scenes in the movie is right after he kills the guy. Uh, because it's it's Ramses pleading with Moses, right? There's nothing I won't do to get you to stay. I'll make the day night to get you to stay with me. Uh, but there's nothing that will change Moses' resolve at that point. You know, I've decided uh, I have to go, right? Mm. Uh, so it's, it's very much a journey. Uh, there's a lot of uh, pivotal moments like that in the movie. It's like Moses the Ferris Bueller, Moses has to leave. Uh, God appearing to Moses is another changing mm-hmm. point for his character. Uh, right. So there's just there's a lot of a lot of growth, uh, and I think you only get that if you start him uh, at a place of, you know, he can't be a wise, <laughs> tuned sure, in guy sure, at the sure. beginning. I get that. I get that. For the context of this movie, I get it because you know, again, and I'm, you know what, I'm I'm not going to apologize this time. Ten Commandments. The thing is, you know, he is a great leader, and then he goes in the wilderness, and he kind of like you know shoves his head in the sand, and he's like, "This is who I am now. I'm done. I'm putting the past behind me. I don't need it anymore." And then God shows up and goes like, "No, all that stuff that you could do, being a good leader and being a good you know uh, facilitator of of all this different stuff, you can still use that. You don't have to throw out every." part of yourself when you become new which is a totally different angle but yeah i think in the in the context of this movie it is something that i appreciate i think it's a preference thing really because that to me is a little bit less compelling uh when when moses we know is, is someone who doubted his ability to lead to have the right words uh how am i gonna do this task if he's already a good leader before Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, God equips him that would read oddly to and me. I, and I think Why that's something that doubts? we know from scripture. He was not gifted with um, strong or compelling speech. You know, he had to use uh, God um, used Aaron as 
Moses's uh, mouthpiece in many situations. And I think it's, I think it's very like Zach, you were saying, um, God equips the called. He doesn't call the equipped. And I think, I think it is very important to show that Moses was absolutely un unprepared and taken on, you know, taken by surprise by his new mission. You know, I think it was, I think that was important. There's also right. a dynamic between Moses and Ramses uh, when they're younger that I'm deeply moved when Moses returns that Ramses expects that dynamic to return. We're going to be friends again. Yeah. yeah Nothing's and, changed. And things are going to be like they were and they can't be. Uh, right. So, you know, you don't have that uh, sort of splintering of the relationship uh, mm-hmm. without that element as well. It's just good filmmaking. <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh, yeah. Well, folks, it's about that time where we're going to use our manners. Just like when they offered you another ice cream sandwich on special occasions, I'm going to offer you guys more Prince of Egypt. So let's start with uh, with Brandon this time. Brandon, fresh out of the freezer, would you like more Prince of Egypt? Yes, please. I would like more Prince of Egypt. I think this movie checks a lot of uh, my boxes, especially like if we're talking um, scriptural um, movies or adaptations. I think it's pretty accurate. I think the animation is spectacular. I think they, I think DreamWorks really pulled out all the stops with this one, uh, you know, especially as, you know, it being their first one. And I think it's an excellent movie. Hmm. Mitch, I want to read some lyrics to you because these had me crying big time. So how do you judge what a man is worth by what he builds or buys? You can never see with your eyes on earth. Look through heaven's eyes. Look at your life. Look at your life. Look at your life through heaven's eyes. That brought waterworks out of me. Uh, you know, just for me, uh, Gosh, I don't know what it is about aging and adulthood, guys, but like the idea of like finding your worth and things mm-hmm. and possessions or what you've been called or what you do or where you come from or who, who your family is. We're taught not to do that. And life has a way of you just subtly slip yeah. into doing it. Uh, so it's moments like that song that just remind you of what is true and what is what is good. And uh, and it's it's scriptural. Uh, it's about perspective and how we're supposed to judge our lives. So I'm going to go all in and say, like, I think this is probably going to be like one of the best <laughs> religious movies I think, uh, you know, I, I've ever seen that I'm likely to see. I think it is super mm-hmm. underappreciated and more yes. people need to go out and really look at the messages in this movie. Mm. And I will round it out and I will say, yes, please. When I was a kid, because I'd grown up, you know, with with the Veggie Tales and the McGee and Me, I was expecting for them to just keep cranking out movies like this. You with this animation style, and we got Joseph, King of Dreams, which is a very good uh, straight to VHS sequel. 
Um, but it's not the Prince of Egypt. And when I was a kid, even though it was scary and intense, I wanted to see more uh, faith-based films like this. And, you know, to this day, if you did a story of Jesus with this style of animation, I'm into it. If you did, like, like I, any Bible story with this level of animation and care and love put into it, I'm there for it. I'm down to see it. And I one million percent say yes, please. Welcome to Zach's special surprise segment, the segment filled with surprises. So, so this week uh, we're gonna play the the only game that we ever play on this show because I'm bad at coming up with games, yay or nay. So, if you've heard our our last temptation of Christ, oh, Mitch, would you say that this is better than Last Temptation of Christ, Prince of Egypt? Well, they're they're so different. I they I are, would right. put it in that stratosphere. That like it, I'm putting it in that gotcha realm. I think gotcha. it's that good. Cool. Great. Anyway, um, so like we did with that one, we did Yay or Nay, where I played some of a hip-hop song. This week, it's not going to be hip-hop. It's going to be punk rock. So this is a game for <coughs> Mitch oh, and yeah. for Brandon. So here's what we're going to do, because I realized the fatal flaw the last two times we played this game is that it's too easy for you guys to just kind of like get what the pattern is. Do you know what I mean? Of like, oh, that one wasn't, that one is, that one is, that uh, one isn't, yeah. right? It was the only thing we could lock into, though, because you would play us like 10 seconds of music and no lyrics. <laughs> don't worry, don't worry, don't worry. It's okay, <laughs> I'm going to take care of you, it's all right. All so, right. <laughs> this time, I put the playlist on shuffle. So, I loaded the songs, they're on shuffle. The only song that I know in the order of are the first one and the last one. All right. So, mm-hmm. are you guys ready to play... Yay or nay? This might be my hubris, but I feel this way better Christian about punk rock than I did about non-Christian, right? This is the same. Okay, Christian cool. or non-Christian? Yes, go. Yes. Are we ready? <laughs> yes. All right, let me turn this on, and here we go with track number one. Yay or Christian. nay? I think it's Christian. I think it's seventy eleven. I could be wrong. Oh, yeah, I love that you know who it is. <laughs> I, no, I could be wrong. It I, it just sounds like him. All right, so you're saying that that is Christian? Yes. Yeah. That is eleventy seven. Eleven. A stellar sayonara, <laughs> and that is Christian. Yes. I'm really proud that I was able to name the band. Yes. Of- <laughs> All right, here we go with track number two. And remember, I don't have these in any order. This is random. All right. Now tell me the truth. Don't make me wait too long. You have to prove. This already feels psycho. Oh, what do we think? This this is a weak spot for me. I wasn't like an under oath guy, you know. <laughs> so Brandon, like, did you listen to any of this kind of music? I listened to some. I'm not familiar with this particular song. 
Yeah. Gosh, what do you what are you thinking? At my, first, it felt secular, but then when my the, gut says secular, but the, but honestly, the, take that with a grain of salt right now. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, let's let's say let's say secular. When we say Christian from now on, can we say it's been washed in the blood? <laughs> <laughs> you can say you can say whatever you want. Okay, well, this is that this is that secular. song is entitled "The Other Line." And it is by the band Chunk, No Captain Chunk, and it is secular. Yes, 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 yes. Didn't All they right. cover a song in French or something? Uh, they covered We Are Who We Are and All Star, but in English. Okay. Hmm. Or they're a French card? band or something. They are a French band, yes. yes. All-American Rejects? Yeah. <laughs> You're just saying words. <laughs> How many songs are there? I need to know that. There are six songs. Okay, cool. <laughs> All right. Here we go with the next one. This is... Oh, I almost gave it away. Here we go. (laughs) This is Christian. Here's here's my hubris coming in. It sounds super Christian, but I don't recognize it, and I feel like I have a pretty good knowledge of Christian punk. So I'm like, well, if I don't know it, then it's probably of the devil. I'm <laughs> I'm waiting, waiting for the edition of Yay or Nay where I recognize a song. <laughs> <laughs> I'll do one, Brandon, and it's going to be like Counting Crows songs. Uh, and music. Thank you. <laughs> yes. Thank you. <laughs> so um, I'm going to say I'm going to say Christian. I heard something about by my side and keep messing up. So I yeah, think that's a good call. That's a good I call. Think that's why I say Christian. Uh, I'm right. going to say it's been washed in the blood. All right. That is a song called Shut It Out by Olivia the Band, and it is Christian. Whew. I had never heard of them, but I saw their <laughs> sticker on my brother-in-law's guitar case because I'm at their house right now, and I was like, yeah, I'll, I'll find some of their music, sure. That was a nice sneaky one because I haven't heard of them either. <laughs> Here we go with the next track. It's already for a second. I hate to keep dunking on Christian music, but when it's like musically a little bit better, I'm like, yeah, that's probably secular, right? I said the same thing. If if ever there's anything in my head, I said the same thing. If there if ever there's anything that like surprises me a little bit, I'm like, that's secular. It's gotta be secular. <laughs> That ain't a Dove Records joint. Yeah, that's secular. That's secular. Well, that is the song We All Float Down Here by Four Years Strong, and it is secular. They have that one song, right? They do. Yeah, they They, have a a lot of songs. The one. They all have beards and look like Brandon. All right, here Ah. we go. (laughs) Next song. Cracks across the ceiling. Now there is the depths of the 
it's shocking to me how <laughs> how similar all these songs sound. <laughs> punk rock. Punk rock is Oh my gosh. Uh, and I loved it. There was a time this is I went through a punk yeah. rock phase for sure. Yeah. Sure. Uh, I don't know. I have no idea on this song, though. I'm lost again. Me either. I'd love to hear it again, but I can't. I'll play a little bit more if you want. Yeah, it's a total toss-up for me. I'm I'm going to say it's secular just because. That's fine. Yeah, it just it just feels, I don't know. Y'all are killing it. That is From the Outside by Real Friends, and it is secular. Mm. Yeah, baby. Good job, guys. All right, mm. and now it is time for the last one. Are you ready? Yeah. This better yeah. be a Reliant K song, or I'm going to leave. At least one that I would know. <laughs> 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 Not just a Reliant K song, you picked the best Reliant K song, which is to say the worst Reliant K song. And they'll blow up, we know that without a doubt. Cause they're those girls, yeah, you know those girls. Let their emotions get the best of them. Uh, so, <laughs> what, which, which is that? Christian. Yeah, this this was that was my favorite band until like probably high school. I thought you were going to say favorite I, song. I, I loved Reliant K. <laughs> well, <laughs> folks, Brandon and Mitch, for the first time Ever. in the history of Zach's special surprise segment, have gotten a perfect score. I told you, I told you, I know pop punk pretty well. This is like such a weird, weird genre for me because it's just like it's all like the the rolling toms, you know, dun, 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 yeah. and then it's like the <laughs> the the guitar, the and it's just like and the whiny like voices, all the same yeah, stuff. To, yeah, not to dunk on like pop punk artists, but it doesn't take like. A, a super crazy level of like no. musicianship mm-hmm. like any i don't want to say anyone can do it but it's like most bands that are forming in garages are like hey we have a bass and a guitar let's just punk it up a little bit like There's some witty song names that are super long right it's it's, 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 super it's a doable. formula in conclusion go watch the prince of egypt it's on hulu it's well worth your time and it is a epic fantastic movie also make sure that you check us out on social media you you know where to look facebook instagram probably twitter i don't know that's a little new age for us christians but yeah folks next month make sure that you tune in when we're going to be talking about my god's not dead he's surely alive so if you if you're looking for a spicy episode You'll find it there. I'm I'm already getting a little mad, so here we go. <laughs> so, again, thank you for joining us. I've been Mr. Zach. I've been Mr. Mitch. And I'm Mr. Brandon. Well, the adventure is over. We're all heading home. But I hope that you know, friends, you're never alone. God. Goodbye, God. Bless.
end the episode with me going, 